You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. What's good, y'all? Y'all on Wednesday Live right now, man. Tune in, yo. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. <laughs> oh yeah, you thought it was a mess up. You thought it was nah. This is the Wenzel show now. This the this the yo. This is the Wenzel show, man. What's hey good? y'all. Sorry, but this is our new. I said new. This is our guest today and our first guy guest. Mm-hmm. Wow. Introduce yourself. Oh, my name is Wenzel Black. I am an engineer, part-time scammer. Get out of here. Yes. Part-time scammer. I really can't. Um, yeah, so welcome back. Episode 26. Yeah. News this week. You can jump right in. Um, what was the first thing? Um, NFL, take a knee. Okay, how do I feel about this or what it is? Just go ahead. I mean, I think people probably know. Everyone knows. Everyone's getting yeah. down on their knee. I feel like the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. Is not really that great of like a. It's not like. I don't know. Like it's not like it doesn't mean. I don't know. Mean I say that. Mm. You can say that. You can say. Okay, that. it doesn't. To me, it. It don't mean that much. It doesn't mean that much. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that much. To yeah. Me. And I think people are getting distracted from what um, Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. actually started doing it for, which I'm not really sure because I'm not on football, but social injustice. I think police discrimination. Yeah. So, this is my take. So, of course, it started a year ago when Colin Kaepernick was basically taking knee, taking a knee because there were all these injustices that were going on. Fast forward to now, I think what it has turned into, at least how the media has flipped it, has made it more about athletes disrespecting the flag and not caring about the country and the sacrifices that all these first responders and all these people make. When it really, That really has nothing to do with what he took a knee for. Um, if anything, them taking a knee is uh, speaking to the power of this nation, the ability that we have to speak what's on our hearts and on our minds and not be reprimanded for it. Um, and I really don't understand why the media is trying to flip it that way. I mean, I get it because, you know, you're always going to paint yourself in the best light and Trump has a way of playing the victim all the time. But I think people need to remember what the root of this was. And also, not just linking arms with somebody just because someone else is doing Yo, it, but really understanding what the message is. What was that about? The Sports Illustrated cover who had everyone on it that exactly. had nothing but it to had, do where with... Where was Colin? You know what I'm saying? They're trying he to get that been, money off he, this. But I'm like, but the thing, what's so fucked up about this entire thing is, like, people are really capitalizing off of this and neglecting the man that started it all. Not only that, like... Colin Kaepernick started it for a reason. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We're on a whole different topic now with freaking Donald Trump talking, having Twitter fingers with yeah, Steph that's Curry. All like the, the conversation has has shifted. shifted. Yeah, it really has. Essentially, now it's just trendy. It's a trend now to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh wow, I'm gonna get more publicity if I take a knee or if I do right. something. It's not really for the whole reason that. It but started. someone, I was listening to this podcast. Um, I, I'll put it in the show notes. I can't remember what it was, but they were basically saying how like the dynamic of major league sports is like really kind of crazy in the first place. So seven NFL um, owners gave Trump a million dollars. So essentially he received $7 million from NFL owners or whatever, right? Those same NFL owners were linking arms with their players. Why? Because where their views probably align a lot with his, these black men are making him the money. So he can't be like, those owners can't be like, Oh yeah, I'm with Trump publicly. You know what I'm saying? Cause what, what are they? How what? How are they gonna make their money if these players so decide that you know I work for 
a racist individual and I, you know, I'm going to remove myself. That's losing him all this money. So what, you know, we were talking before the show, how it's a really weird dichotomy to live in a world where you could sit right next to someone and they can be like, oh, you're cool. I like you. And at home, they'd be like, I hate him. I hate her. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird to not know how people feel about you outright. And that's what I kind of feel like this whole, the NFL owners, the dynamic with their players and stuff. And then someone also said on the same podcast how... Make sure, like, maybe I'm reading too, or he said, maybe I'm reading too much into this. But, like, once a year, players are bought and sold. And it's weird because a lot of NFL or major league sports, their owners are white. These black men get up here and, you know, showcase themselves all year for, to feel worthy enough to be chosen. And granted, these people love what they do. So it's not like they're doing this because they have no other choice. But I guess the, the playoff of the fact that, like, the owners are white and they call oh, them slavery. And they call them owners. Like, it's weird. Right, yeah. it's weird. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. No, too, it's like a like, modern day slavery type thing. You know, I definitely understand. Yeah, it's crazy out here. Anything else on the NFL taking any? Um, just like the last thing would be like, I hope everyone is doing it for the right reasons, and we see, and I hope we see change eventually. You know. Mm-hmm. So moving on, um, the D challenge. Mm-hmm. Well, the the P challenge and the D challenge. What's hey, your thought? <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I tell, like. Tell I feel like. I feel like, especially seeing people like Issa Rae do it, and like Gabrielle Kelly Union. and Gabrielle. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lighthearted thing. Like it's not like. I hate people who be like under the comments like, "Why would you say that? That's supposed to be for between you and your husband." Like, shut up. Like, just be <laughs> chill. Enjoy life. Like, nobody's about to throw a D in your mouth right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I feel like. People are responding about it, but like on the fun side, it's like, but then you know what I'm saying? You can yeah. dance. It's like cute. I don't know. I'm uh, ratchet, so like this is normal. This is normal. I still don't like it. I still don't like it. Why you don't like it? Honestly, I feel like it's just a lot of people, essentially, it was funny at first, you know, when you first start seeing the first few people like, oh, this cute, oh, this funny, oh, what they going to do? And they doing all this crazy stuff. But then after a while, I just feel like it was just one of them things that just got dragged. Like it got dragged further than what it's supposed to be. And it's one of those, like, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those distractions, like the ice bucket challenge. Like it's going too viral. Like it's going too fast. Like anybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. So... That's my problem with it. Like, it's just everybody has it. Like, people aren't doing it. Like, it's just weird. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, my favorite people that I like are doing it and a few people that normally rap or whatever. But, like, I feel like it's getting to everyone. So, like, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's a low-key distraction. Distraction from what? What's going on in the world everywhere right now. The world is just, it's... I mean, but everything is a distraction. Sometimes you need a little distraction to just not like distract you all the way, but like remind you that the world has still good people and fun people and like humanity and just like normal. Is for the D challenge is not in no way normal, but I'm saying like it brings you back to the fact that like you can still have fun. You can still have fun, like you know what I'm saying. Life is so hard right now, especially with Donald Trump being the president. Every day, I swear my grandma be arguing with CNN, like every day. (laughs) So it's like the D challenge was kind of like a little escape from like the stress of everyday America. But look out for my D challenge coming soon. Do I am. I'm really doing one. Uh, what are you gonna, gonna do for it? it? I'm gonna do godly things for it, like for the day. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. No, I'm kidding. I'm just gonna make it fun. Like 
I'm not gonna say the full <laughs> word though. Not today. You're just not gonna say for the D. Yeah, just for the D. Okay. That's fun. No? Is that so much fun, right? I can't wait what to it, hear you. I don't want it to go viral though. I want what it to be it like I think I'm just gonna send it, it to my friends. <laughs> Put it in the group chat. <laughs> now y'all so got me over. You gotta let the world know what you're gonna do for the D. You know what I'm saying? I think it was like funny when like it's funny when people are like lighthearted about it, but for me it's like a little weird when people be like I'm gonna die for it. Like, I'm gonna die for it. But that's the, the truth. Mm, not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, man, you don't know. Maybe you don't know what they be getting out here nowadays. You know what I'm saying? I've seen I'm people do crazy stuff for somebody right. who they claim gave them bombs. Somebody crashing car for it. What? Seriously. I mean, I'm not saying people won't. I'm just, are we glorifying that? No, but we're saying at least you're admitting it. It's your, pla- <laughs> it's, it's it's your, your platform. It's your honest truth. Hey you man, know it's all about how far you'll go, right? It's your diary out loud. I can't wait to hear yours. Mine is really go- holy. <laughs> wait, you, you been know? practicing? I've been practicing. I got a good two lines. Okay. You want to hear all right. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not right now. This is classified <laughs> stuff. Time out. You just said you want to hear it, but not right now. But it's you know, all you know what I'm saying. Okay, I got. I'm gonna you, turn kids. the mic back on, y'all. Jordy cut her hair. Okay. At first, I was like, Jordan, don't cut your hair. But then I was like, this hair is going to grow back. It looks bomb. She looks like a baddie. You literally just want to like... I can't say that, but... Facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be agreeing with me. But yeah, she My looks bad. bomb. Go ahead. Talk about your journey to yeah. short girl. So I'm not going to spill all the beans because someone at my job recently asked me why I did it. And I told her I'll write a blog post about it. So I'll make y'all wait soon. But in essence, I didn't cut my hair for any particular reason. I just, I was going to get a haircut anyway. And I do like this bob like every year, year and a half. And I've done it like five times already. Yeah, she had to retire that bob. Yeah, I literally have been doing that since high school. So, um, And the bangs. Well, I only did the bangs one time. You looked like a child. Nah, she fucking called me Dora the Explorer. She did 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 Dora. Did did Dora. I was like... Boy, take that backpack <laughs> off. Take that damn backpack off. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. She looks bomb, though. Post looks, a picture. It looks crazy right now. But yeah, y'all can find me on my Instagram at J-A-Y underscore. <laughs> okay, shout out to Find her there, guys. But yeah, it's like I said, I didn't cut it for any particular reason. It wasn't until after I cut my hair, so I had a revelation. So I'll share it on the blog this week. Can't wait to hear it. Or read it. Mm-hmm. And Janae Aiko, I have not listened to the album, so I really... Yeah. She has some bangers. I would start with um, the song she sings with Brandy. I'm going to be honest. I listened to it all the way through, and I don't know names of the songs yet. Give me a second. I'll pull them up. I'll tell y'all where to start. I love her and Big Sean's relationship, though. Same. You see what comments they be making on each other? I'm not pictures? saying that they're goals. I'm yeah, just, just saying, saying I like... Cute. Okay. They are. Because I hate when people be like, oh, that relationship is goals. Because it's not. Like, it's nice for them. Yeah, it's good for them. God yeah. put them together. Like, yeah. Let them be great. Yeah. Saturate. Ooh, I got <laughs> Wait, I could really rap. All right, so let's hear your freestyle. Boom. No, no, no. That's, the, that's exclusive. The, what you going to do? It's about to drop soon. All right, all right. Follow me on, on SoundCloud. I tried to help y'all. I got y'all. On SoundCloud. Drop the song with All right, Jay. yeah. So start with Ascension. That's her song with Brandy. And then I would do Frequency and Trip. It's her song with Molly Music, um, DeVio with Sway Lee, and then I would hit Moments with Big Sean. Check those out. When y'all love them, you know, it's fine. You don't got to at me. 
Get out of here. All right. So our affirmation this week is that was a long news segment. Yeah, 11 minutes. Oh, D. 12 almost. So our, our affirmation this week is when I'm honest about my life, I'm brave enough to do something about it. So I actually low-key halfway stole this from Oprah. Um, cause I listen Soulful Sundays. Yes, yeah, that's Soulful my Sundays shit. My stuff. And you know, cause I don't have own right now. Ooh. Um, she has a podcast where she puts all her Super Soul Sundays. Yes, she does, and it's the same thing. But you can see it on YouTube too. Oh, can you? Yeah, on the own network. They're so lit. If you don't know about this, like you, you really have on. to get your life. It's so good. But um, she was basically I can't remember who she was having a conversation with, and I'm so upset I can't remember in this moment. Tell me, but, cause I might have saw it. Tell me the conversation. Um, I really honestly don't remember, but <laughs> <laughs> but part of the conversation what she was saying is, and I almost want to say with her conversation with Tracy Morgan, and by the way, that one made me cringe the entire time. I'll tell you why later. Yeah, it was weird for me listening to him talk, but um, <laughs> not just in general, but I think he was trying a little bit too hard to sound spiritual and i feel like in that moment he kind of wasn't being himself he also has a very funny voice (laughs) he does probably like have a hard time taking him serious yeah but he it was the way he was talking though it was like real double triple negative and i'm like wait what are we talking about again but he almost just died like yeah he he talks about that too but he didn't have any deficits as per him Oh. That's what he like spent time like thanking God and all that stuff, which was so awesome. Because don't get me wrong, his message around mm. the accident, his family, all that was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. It was just like parts that I was like, what are we talking about? Again? I mean, after you know something like that, words get scrambled a little bit. I guess that's I guess. true. <laughs> but I heard he was acting different after the accident. Well, too. per his description, he was basically saying how he. Kind of fell into a depression because he was he felt bad for one having his friend who was there who died there and the fact that he had asked all these people to be a part of his tour and they were you know in a part of the accident like only one friend died but still he felt guilty for ha- putting everybody else in danger and the fact that he had a child and a wife and he asked his wife to come with him and the wife was basically like you know I'm sorry the wife offered to come with him and he was like no the baby's teething y'all stay home and. He was just really scared at the fact that she was almost there. And, you know, even mm-hmm. though they probably would have lived, he was afraid that the child wouldn't have. So he beat himself up for a while. And I think that's where a lot of his issues post-accident came from. Okay. And he was also very nervous that after the accident, he wouldn't be funny anymore. And to him, what God looks like in his life is, you know, his gift, God's gift to Tracy, which is being funny. And he was afraid that after the accident... Because he had, you know, lost a piece of himself and was depressed that he wouldn't be able to do that again. Oh, okay. But after he did, he was just very thankful and, you know, took kind of like flipped his life around kind of. Okay. But anywho, um, what the piece of advice that Oprah had given, and I'm pretty sure it's from this interview, was, you know, when we realize things about ourselves, we have a very short window to do something about it. Um, let's say you're behind on your bills and you're finally getting to a point where... You can't avoid it. People are calling you left and right. You know what I'm saying? And then you're you're feeling bad about yourself because you're not handling your business, be it you, you don't have the, the means or you being lazy about yourself. And when you recognize that and everything, you know, kind of like culminates and you recognize there's something wrong, in that moment is when you have to decide, all right, I'm going to change my life. Otherwise, if you recognize it and be like, oh, I'll do it later, you'll take forever to get your shit together. But it's in that moment where you're like, damn, my life is really not okay. That's when you have to act. You got to hit rock bottom. Exactly. But you also can't, you know, recognize that and then move on from it and say you'll revisit. Because nine times out of ten, we don't revisit in a timely manner and then things get worse. 
Mm. So yeah, that's where that one came from. Very true. And unbossed today we have Mr. Wenzel Black. Hello, hello, hello. So how'd you get started? Tell, Tell us, us about, about it. you. <clears throat> so essentially how I got started was <laughs> no, let me stop. Um I recently just started doing a comedy uh page on my Instagram. It's uh at oh yeah Wenzel, but when you put the Wenzel don't put no vowels because we don't like vowels around here. Um, <laughs> so essentially, I just started to do it because I had my uh, my plan B, is, which is actually going to school. I did exactly what I needed to do to fund what I need to do now. So um, basically, I did my plan B, and then now I can pursue my plan A. And I just decided it was a good time for me to just start doing my comedy thing and trying to do like stand up and different things like that. That's what's up. Um, That's what's up. I'm so excited yeah. for you. So you gonna do like shows and stuff? Are we yeah, invited? So yeah, soon I'm gonna go be. <laughs> I want to get booed off stage first before Apollo? I invite people. Uh, nah, it's this place called a uh, Stress Factory in uh, New oh, Brunswick. Yeah, yes. but I'm gonna try to go when nobody knows I'm going. Okay. So if I get booed off, I no, get that out the no, way. No, no, no. You should have people come first. No, but if I rock the crowd, here we go. If I rock the crowd. <laughs> Then I'll tell everybody, you're like, yo, y'all should come out. Like, uh-huh. I if I look like a loser, I'm not gonna invite nobody ah, to come I look out. Like a loser, I can't. So come I mean, on. it's 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 very scary because um, something is is very different, like um, with comedy because it's like I have to force it. It's normally not like a thing where you just are like, oh, you could play off different topics. No, I'm guiding the whole show. Like mm-hmm. whatever I put out is what I put out, and um, you realize a lot of things about. Um, support and like people that you actually think are in your corner so um i posted um this one thing on my twitter follow me at wenzel black that's good too um (laughs) essentially what i said is if you want to see your real friends then start a business or start a venture any type of venture you'll realize quick who your real friends are because i mean yeah, you might do some shitty stuff, but you also do some good stuff and you see people's feedback. People try to help you, assist you, tell you what you should do, which ways you should guide to. But then you also got to accept people for who they are. If they're just there to be there, like, I mean, like, they're associates. It's not really anything that other than that. Like, but when you realize you have, like, supporters, friends, mm-hmm. honestly, like, it was strangers that was, like, right and, like, oh, I'm a big fan of yours. Like, from Michigan, you got a fan in Michigan. So, I mean, that's that type of stuff is really big, but it's just um, trying to find, like, you know, a support system when you're here because when you start a venture, people don't really support it. That's they the don't thing. like it. Yeah. When something's your passion, because obviously this is your passion, you said, like, you started, um, you got your bachelor's first, and this was always your plan A, but you, you know, had to get your bachelor's first. Exactly. But when something's your passion, like, it feels like it's not work. Like, when we come to film at this time of night <laughs> and get everything together, by the time we start, it's, like, 11 o'clock. This is, like, early for us. Really we start is. at like 11 o'clock. We're exhausted the next day. We're exhausted three days later. Then to put it out, do the social media, do everything. Only for like, let's say for our first few shows, no one to listen, you know? And then you're kind of like, we should just stop. Like, let me just throw this whole podcast in the fucking garbage. <laughs> but then like, it's your passion. And when people see that you're passionate mm-hmm. about it, that's what attracts people to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't even got to be funny. Like, I'm sh- you're funny. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm you. saying, like, sometimes, not every time your joke is going to be hilarious. 
<laughs> it might just be like, uh, let me just pass through that. Ha <laughs> ha. You know like chuckle. But off the strength of people knowing your consistency and your passion and your determination, they gonna laugh. Like they're gonna come out. They're gonna support. So who's really needs to be there will be there. Yeah. We'll be exactly. there. Yeah. That's what we learned. A part of like starting your own shit. Like your vision is your vision and not everybody's gonna get it. And those who get your vision are those who are meant to get your vision. And those yeah. who, who bypass it, it wasn't meant for them. It's not. No matter who it is. And also, I know that this wasn't turned into a how do I start my business segment. But <laughs> <laughs> just remember that even those who don't show up and or, and or don't support in the way that you think or that you had wished for them to support, it's gonna not feel good initially. <laughs> I should have turned the AC on. I'm sorry. It's going to make noise and it's going to mess up. So I have to turn it off. Y'all, this is what it's like to not record in the studio. I'm like, I'm like, are you hot? He's over here. He's over Nah, just a tad. Nah. I wish I could see. I wish I could see. If y'all could see right now. He's over here patting himself down. I had a few cups. Don't tell nobody. Oh, that's what's happening. And it's starting to come out of me. All right. You better not laugh. You don't have to talk close to the mic. It picks I'm up. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Y'all hear me now? But um, essentially, it was just, it was it was really like a crazy journey to watch that. And then like sometimes, like I go through like other like comedians, like Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Like you go to the bottom, you see like one like, and then you scroll up and then you see like three million, all this crazy stuff where right. everybody starts from the bottom. Everybody starts and you got to really realize like, that is for you, not really for the viewers or for the people. It is for the viewers, for the people, but I mean, literally, it's for you. It comes yeah. from you. It's what you like to do. It's what makes you smile. Like, and that's what you got to take out of it at the end of the day. It's not really one of those things where you focus on what the world thinks of yeah. you. It's for you, your when therapy. You, when you start off focusing on the success, it's so much harder to reach that, to reach what you're, what you're striving for. But when you... In the beginning, focus on the passion and why I even got started. That's when things flow more organically. And I think that's how people are able to pick up what you're putting down. Like, if I... What? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm melting in here, but it's I. Sorry, the air you is going to You want to fan yourself with this? Please, can I fan? Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead, Jordan. I forget. What was I saying? <laughs> Sound good to me. You was talking about following your passion, following your dreams. Uh, I'm and sure what I was saying first. was good, but we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> not put in the success of the business. Oh, first. oh, basically, yeah. So don't focus so much on the end result, but spend your time focused on the journey. <laughs> okay, so that's it. <laughs> Jordan can't keep it together. And it's because of Shanice. We're having the um, giggles tonight. I don't we know really why. Are. Um, got a shot. Yeah. So Never that was like it. a super long intro, but. We have a guest, so it's okay. Hello. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into our goddess chat. So as you guys know, this is our first guy on our podcast. Like, mm-hmm. the fir- how do you feel? Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. It's an honor. Yeah, it is an honor. So we handpicked him. Not really, but... <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They did handpick me. Yeah, no, listen. Our options were very slim. Very it really wasn't slim. Yes, it was. We, we had, had five people. <laughs> <laughs> we had five folks. That was it. Out of we the had world, like ten. Oh, I didn't know about them. So I only had. Well, it doesn't matter who I had. I only had you and two other people as choices. I had like five or six, but we chose you. That's all that matters. Hello. <laughs> 
All right, so <laughs> to jump right into the goddess chat, we're going to be talking a little bit about emotions. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to get a yeah. little bit... It's going to get a little bit more serious. So who wants to start it off? How do you guys express your emotions? I would say for myself, I have about three and a half emotions. The half comes like depending, you know, what month it is, the time of the month it is. But I'm not really an emotional person. I don't really express myself. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that much. And I don't take things personal. Mm -hmm. Like 90% of the time. What about you guys? You want to go? Sure. Um, I would say within the past four years, five years, I've been very intentional about my emotions. Um, the first half of that was really learning what it's like to be emotional and to feel comfortable showing emotions because I didn't really grow up in a household where you really talked about your feelings like that. Um, but I would say now, I'm very like in touch with myself emotionally. I know when I need to take a break. I know when I need to get up from my desk at work. I know when I need to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I know when I need to mm. tell someone to leave me alone. Mm. So, yeah. I'm comfortable with my feelings. How about you? I mean, as far as, like, emotions and stuff go, you know, um, I probably have, like, two emotions. Either happy or mad as hell. And that's it. And um, I feel like it's very difficult when I'm mad as hell because people are used to me being in, like, such great energy. Mm. And it's kind of hard for, like, people to understand that yo, I got an off day. Like, I don't feel like being bothered. Like, Mm -hmm. I wake up. Like, yo, I woke up late. Like, I'm tired. Like, leave me alone. Like, but people are just used to, like, high, high energy for me all the time. Mm -hmm. So, that's where, like, um, I guess I kind of have a flaw where I just, like, kind of fake the energy a little bit. So, people leave me alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, I mean, other than that, uh, I don't really show too much emotion. Um, to be honest, like I really don't think it's necessary to be that vulnerable. I feel like when you're too vulnerable, that's when people start to take advantage of you. And I, maybe that's like the hood mentality where it's like you don't want no one to ever know like what you on or what you about to do or like how you about to move or how you about to react to things that you kind of like cover it up. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that like I'm not or we're not. Maybe I'll just speak for myself because I'm a girl, you're a guy. But like it doesn't mean that I'm not in contact with like who I am. You know what I'm saying? I know how I feel. I know, like, just like you said, I know when to walk away and when to to take a break and stuff. But I don't need everybody else knowing that. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what you said, too. Like, I'm that, like, smiley type person. Like, when I'm sad, it's like, I'm sad. Like, I don't want to talk it's to nobody. Sad. Like, <laughs> flipping table sad. So it's like, happy, sad, mm-hmm. or angry. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's dangerous. Just, I, I think, let me re- rewind. There's a difference between being in touch with your emotions and knowing how to handle yourself and how to handle other people in those in those vulnerable moments that there's a difference between that and then just being like a crybaby or put like laying having your heart on your sleeve at all times cuz that I don't think is necessarily healthy either because if the moment someone makes me upset I flip out on you or the moment someone makes me sad I just bust out in tears that's not a healthy display of emotions either but the happy medium It's also pretty annoying too you don't want to be around anybody like that. Like, even right. I don't want to be around anybody like that. You know what I'm saying? But I think with the medium, the like the happy medium. At least I, I haven't achieved it. But I think what I'm working towards, because at times, depending on who my who I'm around, I can be very guarded with myself. Um, the medium comes in where you're able to healthily. I don't know if that's a word. 
If you're able it's to ex- word today. <laughs> express it's yourself, word today. express those emotions in a healthy way that lets people know where you stand in that moment and gives you space to do what you have to do. But at the same time, it's not like I'm at a point where either I'm a hundred percent or I'm zero. Cause I've, I've been there too. Like even to this day, there are people that I'm very happy around and they don't know what I look like when I'm not one hundred. So people are like, Oh, what's wrong? You're not talking. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking because I, there's a problem today. Like you said, I woke up not on the right side of the bed. I kind of don't want to be involved. That's fine. But I'm also comfortable saying today is not my day. So I'm gonna do me and I'm gonna check back in. You know what I'm saying? When I need to, but right. I, I don't have to be at a, all right. It's a fuck everybody day. You know, right. and that's true. I think that's the difference between girls and boys, well, women and men. You know what I'm saying? We know we can acknowledge that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Men, it's either or. It's either they're extremely emotional or they're just stone cold, like not talking, like gotta like break them down to get like some sense of like how they feel. Mm. You disagree? You don't agree? No, I feel like. Um... I mean, especially for me, because I can't speak for every man out there, but I know for me, like, um, if I'm, like, very close, it's a reason why. If I'm very open, it's a reason why. Um, Like I said, it was only two, like, two emotions that I really feel is just happy and angry. Like, it's either two extremes, the two extremes, but I mean, if you get the middle side, I mean, like, it's, it's because I trust you, I've... Like, I feel like I could confide in to you. So it's not really, like, one of them things. And how long do you think, like, it takes for someone to get to that point where they're in your middle ground? In the middle ground? Um, I mean, it's definitely... I feel like you would be... Have to be a very special person because... Um, I don't know. Like, I I kind of feel when people are not really there for me or, like, when, like, feel like how people would judge you. Mostly, that's what it really is. Like... If I open myself to you, should like do you feel as though like I would get judged for doing that? Mm-hmm. So I feel like and a lot of times in like society too, like um even when I was growing up, like I grew up in like Newark, New Jersey, so <laughs> it's not really too much, you know. It's kind of emotions. Yeah, emotions, nah. Chill, son. What mm-hmm. are you talking about? Do like, you think that's cause of how you're raised? Because we see it a lot where mama's boys and that's like <laughs> Probably like my top, actually, it's number one thing that I literally dislike about how sometimes women raise men in a single parent household is that they become mama's boys. And then that rolls over into my little boy or like a relationship little All boy. Right. So with that, um, I was actually raised in a single, you know, single mom home. Um, that's literally your prize and joy. Like, that's that's your provider, the person you could talk to. Like, your relationship with your mom is just, like, essential because you have nothing else. You have no other person to go to. You're not going to your aunts. You're not going to your, your father because, obviously, in my mind, he doesn't exist to me. But my thing is, who's there at my graduations? Who's there at this? So that's my pride and joy. That's my number one cheerleader. But does that does that change the fact that, like you were saying before, your, your siblings, your sisters they got jobs before you and your mom kind of <laughs> like babied you in a sense not like oh like he's the baby but pretty much like he's my baby so essentially what that was i asked her because i was like huh like i find it odd that like when i was 17 and i was trying to like get a job you were like oh you don't need a job you don't need to do this. but when my sisters they come up after me 
And they're like, oh, blah, 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 you need to find a job, you need to do this. I asked her what was going on, and she said, essentially, with that, she felt as though that they would be more busy than I would be. Like, you know, like, if you see your your male son into sports and all that stuff, boom, now he's in sports, he's doing all that stuff, he's busy. It's essentially for a sign, like, a way to keep them busy. If they decide that they don't want to do sports, they don't want to do anything, now they're just... After school, what are they doing? Nothing but silliness. So you were in sports and stuff. Yeah, I was. I was in sports and different things. I I played all sports all year round. And your sisters didn't play sports. They didn't play any sports. I think one of them did track, but like other than that, they off and on. So she was like, "All right, like I need to keep them busy. I need to make sure that they're not out here doing, you know, X Y Z." Do you feel like were you raised like you know how people be like boys? You got to give them tough love. Or do you feel like because did you have a male figure in your life at any point? Or so I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I didn't have a male figure in my life, but like my mother was my mom and father. So it it sounds kind of weird, but like when you're in that actual situation, you like you <laughs> you can see it because it's like the loving, nurturing side, but then also the strict discipline side. The disciplinarian. And yeah, exactly. And um, with that, it's just like um, they. She just was very tough on me. And since, I, especially, I feel like since the first child is like essentially your golden child, because that's like the one like, don't touch him. Don't look at him too long. Don't hold him too long. Like, don't feed him this. Don't give him that. And then the other children are kind of like, oh, well, you know, I already <laughs> been through children. So I feel like since you're that golden child, like you, you have so much pressure. You have so much stuff that you need to accomplish. You need you need to do everything that she wanted her child to do and better. So that's normally like I would get disappointed. So my mom, all she had to do was yell at me and I was in tears because honestly, <laughs> I was disappointed in myself yeah, because right. I feel as though like I'm capable of doing anything mm-hmm. because my mother told me I could do anything. So that's where that relationship of like mama's boy stems from. I know mama boy. Don't tell nobody I'm a mama boy. You're but definitely here's the thing. <laughs> My mom is the sole provider in my life. She got me through college. She got me through everything so mm-hmm. far in my 25 years of living. Okay, but the prob- the 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 meaning of mama's boy, it doesn't come from the fact that your mom is your everything because everyone's mom is, you know, the everything in a sense. It comes from the fact that you take those same traits that you had with your mom, you know, her looking after you, her seeing that you're busy and, you know, accommodating you, knowing what time you come home and expecting those same traits from the person you're supposed to give equal balance with so you come into this relationship now and you're 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 dumping in a sense like not you per se but like you're dumping on this girl like oh my mom does this or you're you're not saying that but you're so used to that and conditioned to that that you're making this girl feel like damn like i'm not your mom but like i'm trying to be there for you further and say not not in every not in the entire capacity but i feel like most men at some point in a relationship, look for their female counterpart to provide something that their mother did. Whether it's no, most definitely checking on you if you making sure you ate. It's not. It's not to say every dude's like you need to wash my clothes. My mom did this. My mom, you know, what I'm saying it's not everything. Mm-hmm. But you, I think you can kind of <coughs> trade every man, every relationship I've been to. Some point, it's like you asking me to do what, and sometimes I don't care because it's like. Okay, your mom probably hit you up throughout the day to make sure you were good. And that's that's naturally in me. I do that anyway. So like that need may be satiated for you. 
but I can't say there have been times, luckily not recently, but that I've been like with a guy or like talking to a guy or, and he would do, he would ask me to do stuff where I'm like, I know you can do this on your own. Mm. Why do you need me to do this again? Can, can you sign into my email and rearrange my resume? I'll be like, what? <laughs> and I think for me, it's because I have like these two emotions that dating and like being in a relationship actually like showed me that I need to bring out more emotions because I always feel like I got to be so hardcore. Like, I don't know why. Like, I always feel like Listen, to somebody's be, trying to punk me. Like To be in a relationship, honest to God, it's I, a hard it's, work. It's, it's, oh, listen, my God. It's but difficult. The, the two moments in your life where you're the most vulnerable, I would say, is when you have a child and, and you fall and, in love. And when you fall in love and are building a life with someone. Because in those moments, it's no longer about you. It's and so this weird. is where that conversation of emotional mm. honesty comes into play. Because what I can't do is be in a relationship with someone who, who, who you know, is uncomfortable. You shut down. That means you're not emotionally honest with yourself. That means you're not comfortable enough with yourself to express what you're feeling on the inside to the person that you love. So we can work through it. Emotional honesty is the only way you can honestly, truly get through whatever facet of relationship you're going through. Because if every time you go to talk about some shit and you're like, oh, it's okay, I want to talk about it. And the next day you're like, oh, what's up? Like, everything's good. No, I'm the type of person, you do that to me, I'm pinning up. This anger is bottling. It's like you take the, the pop can and shake it up and you open it. Because the next time we argue, it's going to be explosive. You know what I'm saying? Because at this right. point, we ain't handle nothing. So you write down notes. Up here. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I did try to do that one time and write it in my notes, but in that, it, I probably did like three times, and it, it's like the third time I'm like, you're being so petty. Because yeah. There's something you do have to let go of, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you let it go that long. And I, like, you know, if you're not nagging and you're like, okay, it's really time to talk about this. But yeah, there was a time where I was like, you know what, this because I, I feel like I lose a lot of <laughs> arguments with uh, past, you know, people mm-hmm. in life. Um, <laughs> But I feel like I lost a lot of arguments because I wasn't well prepared and they had their notes ready to go. Listen, and I was like, yo, you mitigate what? that. You mitigate that by handling things head on. It's a problem. Don't be like, what's your problem? And then she says nothing and y'all just go back to separate. Nah, you know it's a problem. You obviously know there's a problem because you asked me what my issue was. If I'm saying, don't worry about it, I'm only saying that so you could double up and ask again. You know what I'm saying? But what if we don't know that we're supposed to double up and you, ask again? I'm telling you now, that's not me. Well, sometimes it's me. That's you. You just said the, it. For the, I'm, I'm speaking in general. Okay. For the most part, I'm, I'm kind of past that. Like, oh, there's nothing wrong. Like, I want to talk about it shit. With, like, I got lists yeah. of what's wrong. But the thing See, is, look, most lists. Women, I, like, we don't thing, have most lists. Women, most women, I feel like, will tell you, oh, like, nothing. And then still walk around with a shitty attitude. If she does that, depends honestly, how long, she Depends how long you're dating. How long, what do you think? I mean, what do you mean? I mean, like, for, like for me, I feel like my relationships have always been like five past the five year mark. So mm-hmm. I'm like so comfortable at this point. Like, like he said, like I'll have a list. Mm-hmm. You ask me what's wrong. You don't want to ask me what's wrong because I'm going to tell know. you. You every, have a list. You know what I'm saying? I know what's wrong. I know what's wrong. I'm going to tell you what's wrong. And that's the difference between immature people and mature people, or people who are trying to please that one person in a relationship so hard. Yeah. Like they want they want you to love them so Can bad. You? you can't lose yourself. Can I tell you? Trying though? to please somebody. Can else. I tell Ooh. you? That at the end me. of the day, save so for the people in the back. You cannot you lose yourself. <laughs> well. <laughs> to please somebody else you, you have to be yourself i've been there and i tell you i've been there and that literally Facts. that's that's literally when i hit rock bottom like in college it was um it doesn't matter when it what was the beginning of college or whatever but i was i was i'm one of those people who like loves to be liked 
and I don't like people to have a problem with me. And in the process of loving people, love, like wanting people to not necessarily like me, but need me. Mm. I like for people to need me. And mm. I, I got to a point in a relationship where I was like, he didn't need me anymore. He was living his life. And, and this is no Tino shade because we were young. And I don't encourage anyone to get into a long distance relationship when they're young because life can pull you in any which direction. And because you're young and your freaking brain is not mature all the way, you don't know your your reasoning is not all the way there. But that's the thing, that's another conversation. What I'm saying is, um, I needed people to need me. I needed people to like me. And I was at a point where he needed me no more. And it was hard for me. I recognized that, but I didn't want to be the one that was like, all right, we should break up. Because mm-hmm. I felt he was going to be mad, mad at me for saying that. Mm-hmm. So in this entire time, I spent all this time, like, he's going to be mad. He's going to be mad. He's going to be mad. In the meantime, I'm upset with myself because, you know, this is not what I want anymore. Right. And I had to learn that the hard way. Do not do that to yourself. That is pure torture it's actually dumb it is torture yeah so um essentially this year uh about last year i broke up with my ex-girlfriend of like a long time Mm -hmm. it's a long ass time i don't feel like telling y'all but here's the thing all right so it was probably a long ass time (laughs) um (laughs) but essentially what i felt as though is like um i felt i wasn't being supported how i was um I wasn't being supported. Did you in the say way that, that I you wanted to. to be supported? See, and the thing is, I didn't. And this is what this is what my problem with men so, is. All right, so number one, listen. Let me write all right, this down. all right, all right. So listen, let me write this down. I problem. felt as though I wasn't being supported mm-hmm. because if anything you say that you need, I got you, mm-hmm. and then somebody else, like I feel as though you don't even honestly, you don't really even have to say it. Like you could just mention it under your breath, and I'll take care of it. But the thing is, when I say something, it's just like. Right over your head. It's gone. So my thing is like, I was, um, at this time, I was like not, I wasn't happy with my job. I recently just got out of school. Like all these different things that I wasn't used to. I was making this wild transition into like working world and like, um, you know, working for people and working whatever hours they tell me you and all these different things and like searching for jobs. And it was just so much stress on my plate. Mm-hmm. And at that time, even my car stopped working too. So I had no car. I wasn't shit. So essentially, <laughs> I was expecting that comfort that, you know what I mean? Without me having to say it. Because I was really like in the darkness. Like I was in the darkest that I've ever been in my life. And like um, when you expect somebody that knows you for such amount of time, I felt as though I didn't need to express myself. Like you should just see it. Mm-hmm. You should just like see that mm-hmm. I'm hurting, that, that I'm down, like, and then that I'm still supporting you, even though I'm down, that I'm not, I don't have anything for myself mm-hmm. or that I'm not really. So essentially I got out of that because I was like, I can't live life like this. I have to, I'm losing myself. I'm losing like everything. So I, you know, I started a new job. I, I don't have that person. I return her back to the girlfriend store. Um, <laughs> All these different things. So I just changed everything in my life. And honestly. But let me tell you something, beloved. And I'm going to get real Iyanla Van Zant real quick. Please. Because expectations Here's lead the thing. to disappointments. It, and it, you know what? I, I, I used to live by that. How you can't expect things from people. I live by Because it. they'll let you down. But what we have to. How we flip that is. You have to let your intention be known. That way. When you go to expect something. It's already been put out on the playing field. They already know what you're expecting. And if they don't choose to live up to that, that's their fault. But when we expect things from people and never express to them what we expect for them to do, they have no opportunity to live up to what we're expecting them to do. And we let ourselves down. 
That's very true. And if I tell you, I don't want you to talk to me crazy. And you start talking to me crazy, it's on you. But if if I get an attitude every time you talk to me crazy and I expect you to catch, every time he pops shit, I get an attitude. And you don't catch that, I'm letting myself down because I wasn't emotionally honest and I didn't open up to you and say, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't give you an opportunity to arise to what I needed you to be. It doesn't matter even, like, I know you guys said, you said a long time, but, like, time doesn't even matter. People are so, like, weird. I've been telling my little sister the same thing for, like, six years. She still don't listen. You know what I'm saying? You have to get on everybody's playing field. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in relationships sometimes, it's like... I know what you mean. Like, you expect them to know how you feel because it's been so long and they know what you're going through and Mm -hmm. they know, like, how you react to things. So it's, like, surprising you. Like, why don't you know that this is... Why aren't you comforting me? But, like, if you're not saying, like, were you telling her, like, yo, this is, like, what's going on in your life? Like, did she know the list? Of course she knew the list. But but the thing is, she didn't know it was probably that deep of a... affecting. She probably doesn't have emotional intelligence and not everybody does. Because if I see someone's going through some shit, I'm not going to go dump my shit on top of yours. I'm, you know, I'm, I might pull back and be like, yo, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? I might open up that the floor for you to talk about what's happening in your you life. You know what I'm saying? But that's because I have a level of emotional intelligence that I think is quite pristine. But, so, but some but not people, everybody <laughs> Some people, like, for me, like, if I sense, sometimes if I'm not really close to someone and I sense, like, they're going through something, I pull back. Yeah. Like, I'll just, like, let you go through what you got to go through. And when you're ready to come out and talk about it, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. So, like, you never know how anyone's going to react to things. I don't know. It just gets really, like, complicated. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, we both were in this transitional phase where, like, she was doing police stuff that um, my mom essentially helped her with. See? Mama's boy's coming. Uh, not saying yeah. I'm a mama's boy, but uh, but um, <laughs> don't tell him that. No, nah, but uh, essentially, like um, everybody's going through their own transition. Everybody's going through their own growth. So like, you can't like even hindsight, like looking back, like you can't really blame somebody when they're transitioning too, when they're learning too, when they're trying to connect with themselves as well. But you know, spent this time to connect with myself. That's very true. I feel like for me. Um, I have the tendency of, like, not imagining that everything's perfect, but, like, I set, like, these goals, like, these crazy-ass goals. And I'm, like, push everybody out the way or, like, do what I have to do to try to achieve it. Sometimes I don't get there, and I feel like I put that pressure on other people in my life. Like, if, like, for example, your significant other, you you want them to back you on something, like my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I invested a lot of money, a lot of time. I expect you to listen to it, you know, especially for the fact that you you say you love me. Mm-hmm. You should love listening to me all the time, you know what I'm saying? But because I didn't get that same, maybe like, maybe he, you know, he didn't want to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't take that personal. Mm-hmm. And my problem was that I was taking things personal. Yeah. But even, people show support Man, they need ways. to listen to you, girl. <laughs> if they your significant other, they got to listen to you. They, it comes with the job. Excuse me. Hello? <laughs> Yes, if you're the significant other, you need to listen to them. You have to listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Whatever support. venture they want, you support. You have to. Support you your also, friends, I mean, man. Don't be a hater. Support your friends. Hashtag, Hashtag don't be a hater. And even if you don't support in listening, because I get it. Like, if listening to two girls talk for 45 minutes every Tuesday, Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? It's not just But it's easy. your girl. But listen, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying don't support. Thank I'm you. Saying, I'm saying even if listening isn't your thing, screenshot my shit. 
put it on your Instagram and let other people know because maybe they'll listen. You know, or or be like, babe, how does the pot, how recording go? You know but, what I'm saying? Because I guarantee the person I'm dealing with don't listen every week because at first I was sending it to him <laughs> and. <laughs> Then I realized he wasn't listening to the shits. Right, 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 right. But what he, what he did do is call me on my ear, you know, figure out what my recording schedule was, call me on my way back, making sure that I'm getting home safely, asking me how recording was going and stuff like that. But so that's exactly like, why I so wanted to say So there's like the balance between, okay, I know he's not going to listen every week, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? At least he's he's checking up in other ways. Just and any type of support would be good. Because, at least, uh, yeah, because you know what it took to get here. You know, you know what, what I'm saying? So you would think to some, to some point you're invested as well because I'm not just talking to, you know, you're not just talking to me about it, but he was talking to him about it. You know what right. I'm saying? He wasn't just, you know, figuring out, he wasn't just clearing your schedule, you know, for me, but he was also intruding your schedule for what's going for on what's going too. And that's the thing. So after all this, I felt a way that this is all past tense yeah, by the way yeah. but after all this um i spoke to my friend tiffany so i'm like i'm telling her like explaining exactly how i feel and she's like shanice you can't be expecting people to react to things a certain way like we were talking about before she was like even though like you said how he shows his support in other ways even though someone may not directly listen to your podcast there's other little things they can do and mm-hmm. that they do to show you that they care about it mm-hmm. and like me being so narrow-minded i'm like no like that that shit don't make no sense like <laughs> no, listen no it's listen. a podcast yeah it's, it's supposed podcast. to be your number one cheerleader to that's my how shit. it's supposed to be you your know number one cheerleader you know that's what i'm saying you know? i get it i think as you grow up and as you mature, you start to realize, you know, my shit is not everybody's shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? My voice was annoying as as annoying as shit once I listened to it. So imagine having me yell at you all day. And then, and then <laughs> listening to you for 45 minutes. And then listening to me for 45 minutes. He probably no. don't even agree with you. Don't give a fuck about. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, cool. When you put it that way, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, Some cool, yeah. Though. You're asking me about it. You send me, you know, you you show me in other ways that you care about care it. about it. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We gotta like look outside the box. Like, yeah. did your did your ex? I mean, Jordan said that you know her guy did, but like, did your ex show you in other ways that she was there for you? Because sometimes when you're in that moment and you're in that negative space, nothing nothing matters. You just want to be angry. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she did something that you didn't catch up on. Like, I'm sure she. I don't know, sent you a good morning text, <laughs> like, took you out because you was overly stressed, like, massage, I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> you're annoying. Mm. Sometimes we, we're so stuck in our box and we got to, like, I don't know, be bigger people. I think it's twofold. Grow up. I think it's twofold. Depending on what it is, you do have to, like, okay, you know, this we can work through and we can adjust it later. But then there are other times where you have to be honest about what it is that you want and what you need. And I swear, like, once you get honest with yourself and honest with whoever you're dealing with, life changes for you. I've never been, like, at a more peaceful place than when I'm honest. Like, the other day, we was, well, we was about to argue about something. But I was like, oh, I said my piece. I have nothing else to say. And I'm not going to go back and forth. So if you want to feel a way See, about how you feel, that's this, your business. This is why I would never argue with Jordan. Because she will be too passive for me. And I will have to fight her. Because <laughs> Like, I, oh, I yeah, she might stab me while I'm sleep no, passive. No, I hate <laughs> passive people. No, it's not that I'm passive. Because we, ha- we were having an argument. And I'm like, 
you said how you feel about it. I said how I feel about it. And you don't agree with me. So what I'm not going to do is sit here and go back and forth and say the same shit 12 times. We've already done this. That's especially true. if this is not the first time we've had this conversation. And it wasn't. We've had this conversation 18 times before we had it today. And I'm telling you, today is the last time I'm having it. You, you don't want the same agree. way all 18 times? Exactly. And you don't want to agree <laughs> with me? You don't want to agree with me? That's fine. But I said my piece. And I'm not going to sit here and argue and waste my energy on some shit that I already accomplished in my spirit. And you don't agree with it. You have to work that out with yourself. I don't have to work it out with I you. feel like you're talking to me uh, I'm not, right now. I'm not. I am pointing, pointing at right me. At like in my soul. It's pointing into I'm my soul at, right now. His my heart. And I'm but like, I don't remember the other 18 <laughs> times we talked about this, Jordan. I really I don't remember. First of all, I would never argue with Jordan. Like, I can't. She is the type of person who, uh-uh. She already feel, told me she got a Let me pray. List. Let me pray. Because me, I'm like petty. So the argument will go on for hours until I feel like you get what yes. I'm trying to say. That's really mature of you. One day, Listen, can I, I aim t- to that's, be there. That's why I said, it's not above me to put someone on do not disturb. Not all my contacts, but oh, I yours. Do. I do block. <laughs> like, yes. Block petty gods like, out here you tonight. Try, you try to call me and shit's not going through. Like, petty. boom. If he, if he tries to, you know, call you, right? Mm-hmm. Block delete. Okay? If you block delete, you can't really call him back. Unless you know his number by heart. Then that's a problem. <laughs> then you got to do... It's a problem? Yeah. Block delete on Instagram. Are you going to do your freestyle? For what you're going to do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> y'all ready? <laughs> Not right now. But just a little tips, y'all. If y'all going to block him, y'all got to really stick to it. At least two hours. Like. You ain't got to make him feel it. So y'all trying to make us feel it out here. You know I mean, what only when it's well-deserved. Because my thing is, I don't like being blocked. So We going to get them later. I'm a blocker. <laughs> I'm petty. I when have... I feel like... The only time I block is when I feel like... We've been arguing and you're not listening to me. And now at this point, no matter what I say, it's not going... You're... You, you letting me talk, but you're not hearing me. So I'm like, fine, fuck it. We ain't got to talk anymore. Yeah, I block people. I block people. Oh, real quick. I mean, you get unblocked real quick because I get bored real fast. So You know what I'm saying? Once I collect my thoughts, exactly. if the argument is no, then I'm ready to like exactly. redo but it. But now what if I feel like now you've been blocking me all day, I'm going to block your ass. Then I'm going to call your mom phone. <laughs> See? And then you be like, oh, we mama's boys. Done. Done. <laughs> I'm going to call your mom's phone. Yeah, and then your mom be like, oh, he's not here. Knowing damn well he downstairs. All right, play downstairs me. I'm about to playing pull up. <laughs> right. I'm about to pull up. Yeah, I've never had to pull up on anybody. I pull I pull up. I pull, I pull up park. Ass. Jordan, Sis. you know who I am? She said, I got time today, cuz. I, I, I got time to pull up. Right. You're not going to play with me. I don't. I believe you wholeheartedly. Fuck okay. me. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> I will pull up on you. I will pull up on your friends. Like now, I would say, my your my, family, your loved ones. I will pull up on you. My equivalent to that is making you feel bad about yourself. Damn, son, you trying to go for Reverse souls? Uh-huh. She said, "Yeah, I'm taking souls." Yeah. So, and things I, I, I really keep, thought person. I mean it though. Like, you want to be like that? Fine, Fine, be like that. Be like that. Then I will tell you from A to Z. The ways in which you got me fucked up. <laughs> she has a but I'm going to make you feel it right here. Right in your chest. Right in your heart. And you're like, damn, I'm, a, I'm sorry. Am I, did I really do that to her? <laughs> I'm going to thinking like, damn, do I need to... Thinking I should leave it? now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, learned, I learned a long time. A man's voice can really overpower mine real quickly. So I got to figure out how to get you to understand where I'm coming hit, from. In hit them way. with the fake cry. I do that. No, seriously, the fake cry is Sometimes it's real, though. Don't get yourself caught up when you think it's No, fake. but I really... I really <laughs> way, way to put that part in there. Honestly, to keep slash. it a buck, if I make somebody cry, I feel some type of way about it. I think I think all men, if you, if you are a real one, because some guys really don't care. No, like ex they, if they don't care, then you got to get rid of them. They because that's like, that's like the... 
the weapon. Like, you got to argue, argue, argue. Then you got to, like, see if you can win. And if you don't win, like, you at your last you point, win, then you got to fake cry and then let right them say now, sorry son? first. Because sometimes y'all both don't look at it like y'all are a team. There comes a time where you're arguing so much, like, you're really into it and both people are not listening. Y'all yeah. not arguing to listen. Y'all that's argue. just that mean y'all are passionate. Y'all love each other more. That's no. unhealthy. This much that more. That is very <laughs> so yeah I think it's it's really unhealthy to be like granted there'll be times when y'all passionately argue whenever but more often than not people are arguing to overpower and they're not arguing to really hear the other person's side of it you don't think it's just some love behind it no you let me know, tell you passion very I strong opinion I ain't never seen more love than my great grandparents and when they argue my girl will be like Jim she'd be like he'd be like Martha and that's it like that was the whole argument like Nah, yo. Honest to God. My grandparents do the same thing. They be like, oh, no, 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 boom. George! They're like, Geneva! Like, <laughs> and you sit here like, yo, shit, I didn't even know they real names. I just called them grandma and grandpa, shit. I didn't even know. Oh, wow. That's crazy. No, my, yeah. my house gets it cracking. Like, oh, yeah, oh. This shit gets it cracking. Oh, my mother? <laughs> Let me, can I tell y'all, like, I really had to learn. I'm you a mama's perfect. girl? Oh, I definitely am. Aww. But I had, to, I had to learn when it's not appropriate to just go all the way in. I used to go for the jugular every single time. I used to, like, really try to, like, really take you, take you out with my words. And I just realized the thing, the results that were yielding were never what I wanted. So it wouldn't be, I was saying all these mean things and you would finally get what I was trying to, like, say. There would be that you would say some real hurtful shit back to me. And then now everybody's just in their feelings. Everybody's just hurt. And everybody's yeah. like, damn, that's how you really feel, son. Right. Even if that's even if that's not how you really feel, you just said it to hurt me. You but then I know that. that you said it to hurt me. And I said those things to hurt you. And now we're not okay. That's just some hurting ass motherfucker. Some, honestly. So, to wrap it up, because we did touch on a lot of different things today. Um, emotions, relationships, expressing mm-hmm. ourselves. I think, in a nutshell... For me, I think it's important to show emotion when necessary. That's just, I think only when it's necessary. If it's unnecessary, just, you know, now I know. It's noted. What about you? Uh, Essentially, I just feel like that everybody should take that time to explore themselves and um, figure out what you like, what you like to do and how you can like cope with your emotions and different things like that. Because even as a male, like you still need to cope with your emotions. You still need to communicate. You still need to share. So it's it's a difficult thing for us to do, but like we should definitely get more invested in that mm-hmm. if you care about your relationships or anything in the future. Yeah. And then for me, I would just say be comfortable with being emotionally honest. And being emotionally honest is not crying all the time. It's not lashing out all the time. But it's also being honest with yourself about where you are and how you feel. But it's also being honest about those around you, those you interact with, and especially those that you love. Making sure that they know where you stand um, in your emotional health, especially if you're a man. Shutting down is not okay. At Sometimes. All. Never. Sometimes. No, never. It's not okay. Mm-mm. You could how- say... You could say they got you know tricks what? too, not, fellas. No, this is what you do. When you don't want to talk anymore because we didn't got on y'all's nerves, you getting on my nerves and I need to take a step back. You know what I'm saying? Because that way I can respect the fact that you're not hitting me because you said you need to take a step back, but then you just ignore me. Now I'm at your neck. 
Because you didn't let me know. Definitely communicate. But if you're going to say something, just tell them not. Whatever they want to hear. And just, just leave. Get your space, son. Get your space, son. Get out of here. Be honest about they got tricks, son. Because I will fake cry up and down this place. Don't play with me. And you got to real leave before they do that. Because they're going to catch you. They're going to hit you right in your heart, son. You got to leave. Please. Alright, so for our fresh face today, guys, we are talking about my new favorite from Sephora. It's called the Neogen Dermology. It's a green tea, real fresh foam cleanser. Okay, guys, this is the real deal. Like, I know I say buy these things, but I really be kidding. This time, I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. This shit has, like, green tea leaves at the bottom of the cleanser, and, like, you pump it out, literally a half a pump, and it does your whole face. Um, it's really soft and smooth. It strips away like all the oil that hides in your pores, especially if you wear primer. I don't know if people know, but primer fills in your pores. So all day you have to really, you know, you use a makeup wipe and you just take off that layer. You're not really getting into those pores. And I know Jordan talked about like doing oil cleansing, which opens your pores and then you could cleanse it with the oil. But if you're looking for like a fast alternative way, I would definitely use this cleanser. I also still use that that bar of soap. So that bar of soap is for in the shower when I'm washing my face. And then in the morning, I use the um, cleanser if I want to just take off my makeup or anything like that after work or something. Um, It's $19. It's That's a, not bad at all. Right? That's what I thought. It was $19. And then I got it on... I ordered from Sephora. I don't know if it's in the store or not, but mm-hmm. I ordered it from the website. And it, it's like really great. I love it. What's it called again? Neogen Derm... Yeah, green tea fresh. <laughs> green green I ain't tea that one foam cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm motherfucking tired. <laughs> We're not we'll sounding out the, nothing We'll put the link. Check yeah. the description of you there. Yeah, the, the actual name. But yeah, it's the bomb. Yeah. And it smells so good. I can imagine. I love green tea. Me too. I drink it every day. So Facts. I love green tea. We just want to thank Mr. Wenzel Black. For joining us today on Goddess Culture's podcast. It was my pleasure. You were amazing. Please follow him. He's hilarious. And we are all going to mob out to his first show, which is going to be in New Brunswick. (laughs) Secretly in New Brunswick. I got to see how I do. And it's going to be great. We believe in you. Any last words? Um, Love yourself. Jordan is so like so deep damn man i was gonna say no, that i'm one. like a freaking <laughs> honest to god i'm a hippie on the inside like i'm all about positive vibes loving yourself loving the people around you emitting love being the light in the room she's in love so you're a hippie With on myself. the outside and on the inside what are you on the outside um i don't know because i she's wear a ballerina you know hippies always wearing deodorant stuff. oh my god all right and that's <laughs> a wrap thank hippies. you guys for joining us it's a wrap bye bye